Previously on Experience and Gold. We can't figure out exactly how we're gonna kill it unless we know what's made of, right? Like if you're like, I'm gonna go kill that guy, but turns out that his guts are made of steel, you, you went in with the wrong weapon. We gotta know what its guts are made of. I'm only half here. Here from Lang. Yeah. Titania is standing there, hands clasped behind her back. Hello, child. I want to bring my map back. We can make a real Feywild. One that touches all the globes. We'll need Oberon just as jacked up as we can get it. Six days until arrival. Come along, catch a half a lump. Sit with me on a muddy clump. We'll sing a song of days gone by. Run along now, don't be glum. Get you gone now, have some fun. Don't be long for the end is nigh. Don't let moments pass along and waste before your eyes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Experience in Gold, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. I am your host and keeper, Connor. Joining me, as always, are Sam, Keith, and Nick, playing Valerie, Sheevan, and Arthur, respectively. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hello, guys. No, hi. Hello. Oh, hi, guys. So, when last we left off, uh, a lot of things had happened. You guys have begun your preparations for the uh, the coming of the Hellstar. Yep. <laughs> You've begun your preparations for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Hooray! Woo-hoo! Doomsday preppers! Boo, 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 boo! Um, I'm gonna stock up on beans and toilet paper! Beans? Beans. They last well, for a really long time. What, uh, and one of those informs the other. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. He understood. There's uh, my juvenile joke of the uh, of the year. I wasted it already. Good night. Just as a refresher for what uh, you guys have already done, um, last episode was very much you guys setting things up. Uh, Arthur, you made a slight amends with Dr. Carnahan. Um, got oh, Yeet... Yeah. Uh, Yeet and Matt to uh, reconcile, and they are now meat. one form again. Um, Say and... hello to meat. Oh God! Uh, or is it yeah? And oh no! Yet is the past tense of yeet. It's yot. It's yot. Yeah, <gasps> yot. Uh, and, and you meat. also yet be... yot. And Arthur, you also began uh, setting up the island in the center of town as the central base of operations. Uh, yep. Sheevan visited the Fae uh, and made a realization about the nature of the, the Fae's contract uh, with Aegis. Um, definitely uh, didn't make any untowards plans about humanity. Absolutely not. Uh, as well as conscripted the Fae's, in vigorous air quotes, help uh, in the coming... Uh, in the coming apocalypse. Um, Valerie and Beth, uh, you did some, uh, some, some talking, some questioning around, and you uh, came up with sort of a plan to, if things go south, um, oh, yes. if things go south, you are planning on basically uh, getting everyone else out. Yeah. From I'm the sounds of things. A, I'm creating a back door. To send the people I like away, mm-hmm. and we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was day one 
of your preparations. Um, <laughs> Things are looking <laughs> it's a up. Very eventful day. <laughs> it was. It was a lot of necessary setup. Um, before we begin day two, uh, we see a uh, a fade in on a familiar island in the middle of a lake. Um, completely dark. Uh, no light, only lit by a uh, large glowing eyeball staring down through a cracked night sky. Um, There is a humanoid, malformed, elongated-limbed person standing in front of a well uh, with a floating, glowing, purple-ish crystal uh, floating just above the, the mouth of the well. Uh, there is a, the sound of a a splash, and the humanoid turns around as a similarly disfigured, uh, similarly, uh, elongated limbs, uh, humanoid begins crawling out of this, uh, black ichor, um, clawing its way up onto the island. It looks very similar to the, uh, to In Perpetual Solitude Adventure Waits, um, Aside from the fact that instead of uh, standing next to this large glowing crystal, uh, the creature crawling out of the muck has a similar but different colored glowing crystal embedded into its throat. The uh, creature who you recognize as in Perpetual Solitude Adventure Waits cocks its head in confusion as the creature clawing out of the muck uh, lifts its head to the camera, and we see its eyes glowing with fury. And then the camera fades back out, and then in again to Bellhaven. It is the morning of the second day of your preparation, and already things have changed around the town. Um, humans, fae, entities that are beyond uh, Earth description have begun pouring into town uh, in all manner of vehicles and teleportations and uh, just different ways to cross over this this great world of ours um, into Belhaven. Arthur, you recognize many of them as Aegis agents, uh, Aegis scientists, uh, weaponsmiths, just the whole gamut of people. Uh, They definitely brought in the the bulk of your forces to this. Hell yeah. The Fae have been coming in at a much more leisurely and slow pace. Um, Not as organized, just sort of popping in when they feel like it. Uh, One of them will start helping out with a project and then VoIP out of existence for a little bit and then come (laughs) back with a a bucket of fried chicken and a dream. Um, (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> like a physical manifestation of a dream, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh. Oh, there. oh my god. You're gonna finish that? Nah. <laughs> it's no, really it only bo- half baked. It got boring halfway through, and so. Nah. So the three of you, uh, wake up on this, this morning, um, and head down to the, uh, from your in-rooms, uh, expecting to see the familiar visage of uh, of Gerald Pouton standing ever-vigilant behind his counter. Uh, instead, there is a plate of uh, of raw sliced fish 
and a, a note on the counter. Uh, she even immediately looks at it and goes, Ooh, we got fan mail! Fan, fan mail. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just a note from... You know We're what? We're saving the yes. world, it's fan mail. Isn't that it's just fan mail. Sheets? Go ahead. Oh, you and mean the note. She even, she even opens it while talking. She even opens the sushi. <laughs> that too. <laughs> With their teeth. <laughs> hey, Sheevan, I don't yes. know how long that fish has actually been sitting out. What does it say? Sheevan's already had three pieces. It's still by cold. the time Arthur says that. It's still cold. It hasn't been here long. I get frustrated because Sheevan's not reading the note. <laughs> and I'm like... Are you gonna read it, or do I have to take it from? Do you know how to read? I. She even knows how to read. Valerie. Do you, no. Do, do, do you know? <laughs> no. And then oh. she even opens the note and begins to read it. Okay, go ahead. Uh. <clears throat> uh, uh, uh. It says. Hey there, protagonists. Oh, Figured uh, I'd send this to you directly <laughs> to avoid the prying eyes of some of my more disreputable siblings. Good luck with not killing off an entire universe. But now that this world's agency is in play, I'm going to watch the rest of this all play out from my chateau. I saw what happened to Iala, and I don't want to be captured or killed and forced to power a military base. ACAB and all that. I've got the lads coming over, and we're gonna watch this like some sort of superb owl. Any who's it's... Good luck again, and no, I seem to have lost my keys. Curse my dang old eldritch mind. If you happen to come across them, just leave them there and definitely don't touch them. XOXO, Puton. Hmm. Can I see that, if you don't mind, Sheevan? Yeah. Of course. So Sheevan, so, so Sheevan gives you the note, and... and Arthur, you're not sure why, but you you are immediately drawn to some of the letters. You notice that they are are very, uh, very overtly capitalized where they shouldn't be. So I'm just gonna let the audience know I do have this written. Yep. Out. I did send the uh, the note to the the team. It's for purposes of um. What's oh that? hey, my oh. name's in here. Oh what? Yeah, I mean, the what? capital what? the capital letters. Um, Arthur. Arthur. Check. Oh, the G is capitalized. The closet. Oh my god, that's Hold on. Hold on. And I take out my my like story plot idea now. I'm just going to head over to the closet mm -hmm. and I add that down <laughs> as a concept to put in a future novel. Okay. You you open up the the closet and uh, there are a bunch of old dusty coats in there as well as uh, sitting on the ground a single key uh, with a piece of paper resting on top it about the size of a sticky note. Pick it up. Look at the sticky note. Uh, What'd you find, Agrather? What? I don't know yet. In uh, <laughs> it's a sheep. 
<laughs> the G is capitalized as well in good. I missed that one, damn it. I also <laughs> noticed that I, I, I also said good look instead of good luck, but yep. hey, them's the breaks. <laughs> on the sticky note, Arthur, is in a handwriting you don't recognize, but uh, you also see on the bottom of it XOXO Puton. Um, it says, congratulations, you solved my incredibly difficult puzzle. Here's your mm. prize. Good for one free trip to anywhere, babies. Like I said before, Genesiqua, and it uh, is then crossed out and spelt with the correct spelling of Genesiqua. Are we there? Or is it just you, Arthur? Uh, you're writing in your book. Well, no, I just made a note, but I was wondering <laughs> oh. if you would let us follow you. And Sheevan's um, eating sushi. I went off on my own. Okay. I feel like I'm, like, hanging at the foot of the stairs waiting for you because i'm so, really curious yeah i'm gonna pocket it all right please make um, note that you have one puton key yeah puton key let me just uh one what do we have to put on the key ton key if you're blue and you don't know where to go to why don't you go where there's monkeys Use the puton key. Puton key. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so you have the, you've got this key. Um, mm-hmm. And presumably puton has left the building. And potentially Goodbye, the, the universe. Um, and potentially resources, the Yeah. Resources have begun flowing in. Um what would and i'm gonna have we're gonna do this the same way we did last time so i'm gonna have you guys each roll me a d6 mm. what do we got three okay i got a i got a six okay Whoa. and i got a four okay so we're gonna go uh arthur Sheevan, valerie then so arthur what would you like to do in order to uh prepare what would you like to, how would you like to spend today Let's let let me think on that one. Um, okay. I am. Oh, I don't want to go first. I want if to. You, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to forego, you we can. can reverse it. Nah, I got it. Okay, okay. I'm going to head to the island, check out what's going on with Aegis. Okay. Um, and then I am gonna talk to matt sounds good okay so here is what happens you head out to the island um and there are like dozens of aegis agents who are unloading gear setting up uh equipment and instruments um of the of the scientific nature not of the orchestral nature unfortunately um (laughs) someone's uh, tuning up like a cello and someone's like put that shit away you packed (laughs) badly carl Jesus, Eric. Come on, dude. <laughs> Carl and Eric both brought their instruments. They just happened to be a cello and a trumpet. Oh, no. The trumpet. Uh, anyway, uh, you when you get onto the island, the Aegis agents all sort of snap to attention and give you a, uh, a, a salute, basically. Uh, I don't know what the Aegis salute would look like, but it is... Yeah, probably just a normal salute. Okay. 
yeah, so they, they salute you, um, and it becomes very clear to you that you have essentially been put in charge of uh, the Aegis troops here. Ah. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Um, uh, at ease. Uh, don't do that every single time I walk around, because time is of the essence. Uh, you hear a couple murmurs, and they, they get back to work. All right. Good. Can I just say that? Well, it's not Sheevan's turn. Sheevan did definitely follow Arthur to the island and also snap to attention. Okay. Sheevan at ease. I no, did at ease means uh, at ease means stop saluting. Sheevan promptly sits on the ground. All right, very good. I'm gonna go find the uh, the eggheads. Okay. Um, they're definitely the ones setting up the uh, scientific instruments. Um, there's a boys in the lab. There's a big, big telescope. Um, a few, uh, cylinders of assorted colors and other like vaguely mad science looking scientific equipment. Um, very good. Yeah. Uh, there's one of those, I don't know what they're called, but like the, the two dowsing rods, the, uh, (laughs) and a couple people are walking around with those, um, there's there's a uh, there's a younger man standing like at the telescope writing things down, uh, and when you approach, uh, sir. Uh, yes, had uh, ease. Um. So, just doing a check in, making sure that uh, you guys are all set. Anything you guys need? Um. Well, I I, I think we got everything we need. We can send in provision requests back to to base as well um perfect i'll let you know right now we're right now we're just trying to to get a feel for um and he kind of like looks at the the telescope what it what it is um yeah i don't know i'll be honest they call it a hell star yeah we doubt it's an actual star we we read that in the report and it sounds terrifying um yep welcome to the end of the world son we're we're thinking more of like uh, biological makeup? I don't know if you have any information on that. I myself don't. Valerie's uh, gonna be working with a lot of the uh, the magic crew, as far as I'm aware. At least she said she was. But, uh, more than likely gonna be magic in nature, I think. Okay. But I don't know yet. I think Valerie's in the corner yelling at some magic folks at this point, as you just look over. Sheevan's um, just next to them. Magic. Oh my god. He he nods and you see him hurriedly like cross some things out of his notebook. Well, narrowing it down to being arcane in nature definitely eliminates some possibilities. Uh thank you, sir. Yeah, I'll get don't back rule to work. it out yet. Uh, he uh looks don't at the, cross the crossed out, out things. Anything is possible still. Come on, you know this. I uh, 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 I I this this pen doesn't have an eraser, sir. I grab one out of my briefcase and I hand it to him. Thank you, sir. What's your name? Uh, fuck. One second. That's a bad That's an name. unfortunate name, lad. Lila. It's a... Charles. Leslie. Benedict. Leslie Benedict Charles. Christmas. I've, I've, I've got it, actually. Oscar Eild. Uh, uh, Oscar uh, Isaacs. Uh, science officer staples, sir. Yes. Ah, very good. Um, 
Are you in? Uh, are you in charge of the division science? Are you the egghead in charge? Is what I'm saying. Uh yeah. Yes. Really? Uh, yes, sir. That's me. Yes. All right. Well, stop being so nervous. I will try. All right. Very good. Uh, I need you to keep your wits about you and set an example for the rest of the guys. Yes, sir. And girls and. Is that uh, a robot? I'm here too. <laughs> ah, it's just Snappy. Um, Hello, Snappy. I, I would like you to roll me a uh, uh, manipulate someone. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm bad at that. Hmm? <laughs> Damn it. Um, are you sure I cannot act under pressure? <laughs> this is 100% manipulate somebody. It is. It's talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I have to get? A seven? I got a seven. You got a seven? Okay, so that is a partial success. So he, um... I got an eight minus one. <laughs> he, he kind of, uh, like, gets a little bit closer to you. I, 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 I get that, sir, but, um, do we have a chance? Like, this seems way outside our usual, uh, level of containment. Officer Staples, well, let me tell you something. You see, I... Oh. Uh... Sir? Um... He just kind of looks around very nervously and anxiously, and he... Uh, waves from the corner. Oh, uh, uh, hi. Is he... Is he okay? Yep. I'm gonna be honest, this isn't doing a whole lot to assuage my fears. Across the room... And Valerie just chucks a notebook at his head. (laughs) (laughs) There's just like a soft thunk. Yeah, it's not a metal-bound one. It's like a book-bound one. Mm -hmm. Right. With a soft cover. It's a little moleskin. You can use it to make notes in now. That's why Valerie's giving it to you. Can you please make notes like everybody else is doing? (laughs) I take the notebook and I hand it to uh, Officer Staples. (laughs) Even is holding Charles's trumpet. (laughs) <laughs> very, very good. Oh, my trumpet. Wait, no, Eric's trumpet. Oh, Eric's trumpet. Oh, my trumpet. <laughs> oh, my trumpet. Taking <laughs> notes. Connor, that's oh my, my God. favorite moment of this whole <laughs> podcast so far. <laughs> um, but I just go, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, you see, I have a kind of a history, I'm sure you have probably heard, that uh, I'm not very good at containing anomalies much better at accidentally killing them. I'm not looking to contain this thing, sir. He, um, he pauses for a second and yeah, I've read the reports. Yep. Okay. Not pretty. Lots of blood. Okay. Mostly mine. Um, and he, he noticeably relaxes a little bit. All right, I'll see what I can do. Um, I'll, Get everyone working as, as quick as we can, and I'll see if I can get you anything by, um, hopefully tomorrow. Perfect. And, uh, is there somebody who's doing a very, very small job here? Um, in what way? You know, someone that's just, you know, I'm looking for, like, an intern that you guys just have running books or something. Yeah, yeah, if you, if you need some, some science, uh, some science personnel, I can certainly lend just them to you. Just need one. Yeah. Personal project. Okay. Um, yeah, what do you need them to do? 
I'll talk to them myself. Okay. Uh, uh, no offense, a little bit higher than... No, understandable. Um, I'll yep. get back to work, and he waves over a, uh, a, a nondescript, um, a nondescript intern. Uh, oh, you best give him a name. God damn it. <laughs> Please describe them to me, Connor. They're about to be kind of important. Okay, so the, the intern that they call over is a, um... Sintern the intern. Uh, a taller, a taller, wider man built, uh, pretty, like, pretty big... Um, not particularly like muscular, just wider. Um, and he, uh, walks over. Uh, yeah. You, um, you're the intern, right? Uh, yes, sir. Name's, uh. What's your name? name? Name's Rob. Rob. Mm-hmm. Rob. Thomas. Stop it, Sam. <laughs> Turn. Hey, Santana. Uh, Rob Robin. Turn the intern. Uh, R- Robin Duthane, sir. All right. Very good. Um, <clears throat> what was your major in? Uh, like in college? Yeah. Uh, chemical engineering. All right. And, uh, how much are you in the know with, uh, parallel dimensions? In, in theory, uh, not my, my specialty, but, um, I've read the reports, sir. All right. Very good. You've got about as many resources available to you as you'll ever need. Um, <clears throat> I'm giving you a, a special permission, just so you know. Whatever you were doing before, forget it. They can uh, survive without you. There's something I need you to look into. So far, we've found a parallel for okay. everyone in this group. Uh, my core team. Uh, Val's got... Mm-hmm. Her, yes, sir. Person in her head. Sheevan's got. Well, I don't even know really, but uh, in short, everybody has an analogous um, entity from the world that uh, this thing is en route from. I need you to look into uh, who mine is. You heard me. Sir? Um, We've got a couple. We got okay. some notebooks. Uh, I can um, see what I can find. Do you have any named map. leads for me to uh, If you find word start, that uh, uh, she shows up, uh, let her know that Arthur sent you. And that if she cooperates, I'll let her fire the big gun again. Okay. Um, when you say that, too many uh, people there's around, a, a small child next to you. <gasps> Can I do it now? Uh, Shivan, will you cooperate and promise not to accidentally destroy the Understandable. human race? I shoot it too. Will you promise not to destroy the human race accidentally in any capacity and will do all your best to prevent yes. that from happening? Well, then no, you cannot fire the gun. No. As long as you help Rob here uh, with figuring out <laughs> but, who my parallel is. And Mab kind of like tugs at your arm. But I still get to fire the gun, right? I'm not mean to you. I just happen to like my humans. You're so mean to me, Arthur. You, you... Mab agreed to help. You're so mean. You don't. <laughs> you don't put any constraints on Mab. 
Sheevan just wanders off sulkily. Don't listen to Sheevan. Meb calls after you. I am helpful. No, you're not. <laughs> Love sibling fights. Um, so so Mab and fights. unless you unless you have okay. anything else specifically to say to them, uh, Mab and Rob uh, go off and start uh, doing some research. Um, you hear a couple loud exclamations and then an exasperated sigh, presumably uh, the loud exclamations from Mab and the uh, from Rob. Um, <laughs> I believe it was Shivan next in the initiative or Valerie? Shivan. Uh, Shivan. All right. Uh, when Shivan storms off, Shivan storms off in the direction of the well. Okay. Uh, what I'd like to do is actually take some time investigating first the, the top of the well, and then, depending on what I find there, potentially the bottom of the well. Okay. Um, this is going to be an investigative mystery. Okay. Mm. Uh, that is a six. Ooh, okay. Um, so that is a failure, I believe. Yeah, so you get to the well, and you are unable to... So mark experience, one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you are unfortunately unable to really glean anything from the well itself. Um, any uh, lingering traces of energy from whatever something glowing was... Um, is no longer present in the well itself. I'm still going to turn into a bird, fly down, and okay, take a look around down there. Okay. Um, so you hit, uh, you fly down, and you at one point hit the the water line. Um, it is a a functional well. Um, so you, as a bird, you wouldn't necessarily be able to go down any deeper than that. Yeah, but as a person. Okay. Do you person? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's All right. So cool looking. Just you... like mid dive, just turn into a person and <laughs> oh, swan dive into the water. Okay. I've never wanted an animatic more. <laughs> you. All right. Yeah. You swan <laughs> dive well. down into Wait, the well, turn into a bird, and then just before hitting the waterline, human again. Um, you get a seven from the Russian judge, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. Um, and as you go down, uh, into this, this water, um, can you do anything, uh, to make yourself able to see in the dark? Because without any light sources, aside from the, the sun up above, which doesn't do a whole lot for when you get deeper down into the water. Um, I mean, magic. Give me a roll. Sorry, this die is fading. Oh no. That sounded disingenuous, but I meant it. That's the worst. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it sucks. Okay, uh, that would be a uh, nine. A nine, okay. Um, so there is a glitch that you're going to have to do, but you are able to basically cast light on yourself. Um, what would you like your glitch to be? Um, 
What are the list? What's the list of glitches? The list of glitches is. I just don't have the stuff up. Uh, the effect is weakened. The effect is of short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. It has a problematic side effect. Mm. I probably am going to go with it has a problematic side effect. Has a problematic side effect. Okay. So you... um. You basically, you use light to um, effectively give yourself dark vision, I'm going to say. So you are, the the bottom of this well lights up as if it were, uh, as if it were in a well-lit room. Um, The problem is you channeling that much energy to your eyes and enhancing that sense is uh, definitely going to... Uh, make it harder for you to breathe longer underwater. So you are not okay. going to have much time to um, to be down here searching, and you are not going to... Uh, well, the, the better way to put this, the more time you spend down here searching, the harder it's going to be for you to get up to the waterline before uh, bad things start happening. Okay. So uh, you... Well, let's search... Okay, so you look around, and for the most part, it looks like a just a well. Um, not a whole lot. There are towards the the mouth of the the well itself. There is a collection of small items, um, things that have either been thrown into the well purposefully or you know accidentally dropped down. Nothing particularly out of the ordinary. It all looks like things that people would. Um, have on them. Uh, I'm going to snatch a couple of the coins because I'm sure there's a couple of coins. There are a couple coins. Um, a lot of it, though, is more personal knickknacks. You see, like, uh, pictures of people, um, uh, a, like, a, a stuffed animal that has been, like, tattered and torn by, you know, being underwater for an extended mm-hmm. period of time. Um, like, clothing, things like that. And, uh, it kind of, uh, it kind of comes to you after a little bit that, oh, you've seen a couple human funerals. These are like the kind of things people get buried with. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> um, I, I want to look like that's at the, the mouth mm-hmm. of the well. What's, what's deeper? Um, so for deeper, I'm going to need a uh, another investigative mystery. That is eleven. Eleven. Okay. Uh, so you can ask me two questions from investigative mystery. Um. Let's see. What's being concealed here? At the bottom of the well, you don't pay it much notice, but you notice a couple grooves in the, the floor, and you at first think, okay, maybe this is just um maybe this is just like natural wear and tear from the water, erosion, all that fun stuff. Um but then you start to notice a pattern in them, and you notice that they are in fact uh glyphs um of the arcane variety. And reading them, they are 
teleportation glyphs. Okay. Uh, ooh. I want to try and trace them to memorize them. Okay. Um, I'm going to say you can, but it's at this point you start to be aware of the fact that you are running out of breath. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have you roll me in order to try and trace these before you are, um, before you're unable to, to breathe and need to resurface. I'm going to have that be a, uh, plus actually that's going to be an act under pressure roll. Okay. Plus five is 11. Okay. Plus five plus one. All right. Uh, so you um, trace these runes and you are able to uh, very quick. Once you notice the pattern, you're able to identify them more quickly in the others as well. Uh, you're able to trace them and then get up to the, the waterline to catch your breath um, right before things start to get bad for you. Okay. Okay. Uh I believe I have one more question. Mm-hmm. You do? Uh, and I think I know the answer to this, but I just want to hear you say it. Mm-hmm. Where did it go? Oh, it went to it went to the other Bellhaven. It okay. went to Lang Bellhaven. And then I'm going to Angel Wings out to the top of the well. All right. All right. Valerie. I'm Valerie. Um... I think Val um, got herself a coffee from the kitchen. It's a damn um, fine cup of coffee. <laughs> and I want to nose around the kitchen a little bit to make sure that nothing was left by Busan. Okay. Uh, give me an investigative mystery. Okay. Oh, I almost just rolled one die. Wow. Well, isn't this, the, ki- isn't this the kitchen that uh, is, like, all dusty and... Mm-hmm. Um... Investigate a mystery is sharp, right? I don't have I don't have my sheet. Yep, it is plus sharp. Okay. Um, I mean it's it's a seven. Seven. Okay, so you can ask me one of the following questions: What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What is it? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Ah, uh, that last one, please, Connor. Wow. What is being concealed here? Yeah. See if I okay. can find any hidden shit. So, so like like last time you were in this kitchen. Um, it is dusty. It looks like it has never been used. Um, you try some of the cabinets and find that they are just not opening. Um, at one point you, uh, you think you, you hear something coming from one of the cabinets and you, uh, through some, some force and some effort and maybe a little bit of magic, you eventually get it open. And inside of the cabinet, there is this uh, effective void, um, just like a blank space uh, that is a tangible nothingness, is the best way to describe it. No, this might have just derailed my entire plan. Oh, shit. Um, Does it have any, like, do I get any magical feelings from it? Oh, hella. This is like it's magical, but is it bad magical or is it just like, like I'm trying to I want to ca- de- I want to cast detect good and evil, please. Uh, give me a give me a use magic. 
Um, that's a pretty good roll. Ten. Ten. Okay. You don't get any um any bad vibes from this uh this tangible nothingness, but you also don't get any good vibes from this tangible nothingness. Okay. If you had to put it on like uh, tangible nothingness. If you had to put it on like a three by three grid, it would probably be something akin to true neutral. Um, but yeah. I will take you die. (laughs) I'm gonna put my head in it. Okay. You put your head into the the void. And uh, there's a there's a, a notable sound as your head appears floating above a uh, a very bustling kitchen uh, full of these these very small um, what you would describe as machine elves. They're like uh, little oh clockwork automatons uh, hustling and bustling about, um, making all manner of food. And they look up at you. And one of them in uh, a chef's coat and a little chef's hat goes, You're not the normal guy. I'm new. I'm the mayor out there. And I'm here to tell y'all, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. In a couple days, there might be some people coming through here. Put them in the, the walk-in freezer. I mean, we only we, we can't really interact without there. We just, we, just make, we just make the food. Yeah, I know they're coming in here. Don't worry about it. Oh. I'm Valerie Navarro. It's nice to meet y'all. Okay, I I guess we'll put I guess we'll put out a a charcuterie board or something. That will be great. Thanks for the coffee all those times late at night and make up make up the trundle beds because you might have some visitors. I'm gonna pull my head back through. There is that same familiar sound as you uh, appear back in the the dusty kitchen. That made my life so much easier, I say to myself. Um, okay, so I'm not sure how magic works in this world necessarily, but mm-hmm. is there a way for me to memorize or hook onto, like, the coordinates that this portal pulls to? Like, if I'm able to understand the destination of the portal, could mm-hmm. I duplicate it at some point? Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big magic, and the reason for that is this is something that was created by an arcane being um, that is significantly outside of your level of expertise. So you can you can certainly put in some some work to to make it happen to be able to either connect yourself to this little pocket dimension or to try and replicate it but that's definitely going to be big magic okay so this is my plan connor i'm Mm -hmm. going to stay up an additional three hours every night okay until day five Mm -hmm. or day six depending Mm -hmm. on how day five goes and focus on it and try Mm -hmm. to basically for full trans like transparency my plan with this is I essentially want to set up a portal. This might be easier to set up a portal right in front of this one. So if I let, let's talk Dr. Strange. So if I send someone through one portal, they basically pop out of it and right into this one. I want to make like a joint in a, in a portal plumbing chain. Okay. 
or okay. something. So I want to spend time I would usually be asleep studying this instead. All right. So here is the thing. So this, like I said, this is going to be a big magic. So I'm going to give you yes. a list of requirements for it. Okay. Um, you need to spend a lot of time mm -hmm. researching the magic ritual in order to make this work. You need a, a lot of people to help. And there is a specific side effect or danger. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pop that in my back pocket. Because I'm like, eh, about the people. Good to know. Okay. okay. Um, I collect my coffee and my to-go mug. Um, oh, shoot. Am I doing... No, I'm not going to do this. Um, and then I'm going to go to the island. Um, kind of see where everyone is. And see if anyone... I mean, it's like kind of the first day, so I assume mm -hmm. no one has discovered anything. Mm -hmm. um, but check in on the new magic folks. Okay. Um, kind of just get a uh, status update. Okay. If anything has changed. So like you said, everyone is... Um, I'm going to say at this point, it is now about midday. Okay. Um, and This is when I throw the notebook at... <laughs> yep. Um, and Sheevan's just hanging around. Yep. People have begun uh, doing more in-depth research. Scientists are uh, looking to get the more um, biological, chemical, scientific makeup of the, mm -hmm. the star that is uh, approaching the world, um, while the arcane scholars and fae are more focused on the, uh, the metaphysical side of its composition. Mm -hmm. Um, what kind of magic it is, what it can potentially do, um, things like that. There are a, there's a, a small argument currently going on between uh, a couple fey and a couple Aegis uh, thaumaturges um, about the, 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 the thaumaturges are, are giving a much more clinical explanation of the, the fact that an entire planet was presumably raised by fire, um, when this thing arrived, and the uh, the fair just like, oh yeah, it's like a volcano, but worse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, lots of planets just were that before. I mean, it's It's something. like time travel, but not. Mm -hmm. I would say Sheevan is the is Sheevan part of this air argument? quotes mediator. <laughs> yes. Sheevan is the cause of this argument. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally in the middle, agreeing with both sides yes. at every point. <laughs> no, it definitely would take like a high amount of arcane energy and largely constructed runes to be able to create such a thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, humans would need take that. Take a look at Washington. <laughs> okay. But fire just happens. Yes, sometimes fire just happens. <laughs> it just go. I mean, sometimes whoosh. Sometimes whoosh. That's just how it be. Um... Alright. I'm glad everyone's, like, doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I... Okay, so my the majority of my work today is I have an ability called Connect the Dots. And yes. it's typically rolled at the beginning of every mystery or every hunt um, to kind of figure out how it relates to the bigger picture. But mm -hmm. I, at this point, I'm pretty sure I know how things relate to the bigger picture. So my ideal here is that I want to take that natural ability that Valerie has and try to create a rote of it, which is like my new magic system. Mm -hmm. So essentially I'm creating a rote for magical research is kind of my thought here. So like use her brain and the, the 
reference materials that they're I not have interns. They're full fledged researchers. Magical Kindle that is now being replicated across many many interns. To wow. Okay, many researchers who have full benefits and are FTEs at the organization. Okay. Um, in four hundred one ks, um, to kind of like hack it a little bit, um, and like I can I can I... design the rote if you want, Connor. But in general, I'm like trying to use that experience i've had and duplicate mm-hmm. it through magic in a I, more directed way i like this you're using your connect the dots less to less to figure out less to predict what is um going to happen and more to like get all of the, the puzzle pieces lined up together sure okay yeah, totally like, yeah, i, I like have that. all the mm-hmm. dots i mm-hmm. think at this point and now mm-hmm. i literally want to connect them like see how disparate information relates to each other okay i yeah i am here for it okay cool so i'm on off off air i'm gonna write the rote for that which includes like what happens if i roll badly and mm-hmm. etc so i will do that sounds good probably off, well off air times and message it to you and i don't think the oh my god no we the mechanics of my spell but, you know. they might it it also it also makes it more Twitter, follow me it also makes more sense for you to not cast this now because right. um there's still more information to be gathered by the researchers. Okay. Right. So um, I'm trying to just kind of make that a thing that mm-hmm. is in my repertoire mm-hmm. today. Well, I didn't right. get to talk to Matt. So that I'm gonna the three of you have done your your thing. Uh, oh, end sorry. of. Oh. I'm sorry. I have one more thing. I'm so sorry. And also, I had one thing I wanted. We to do have. That. We each have one more thing in the evening. <laughs> well, that's what yes. I was gonna say. So, like, okay. that is the this. I'm gonna call this the end of day one. Researchers are setting up. They have more uh, specific tasks they're focusing on now. Um, uh, she even learned a little bit more about what something glowing was. Valerie uh, figured out where all that delicious food was coming from. Um, Arthur, Arthur got the, the scientist pointed in uh, a right direction and got the head of the scientist a little bit Yay. more um, confident in the success of this venture. Cool. That's so important. Morale right now. Yep. So that is end of day one. As night falls on Bellhaven, you guys have access to the dream. So Uh, I'm gonna keep the same order. Uh, So Arthur, what would you like to do during the night, if anything? Nicely done, Tom. Um. Hmm. Did I was I able to was I able to find Matt? I'd say you weren't able to find uh you were able to find Matt but he was uh a catching up and b strategizing with uh with Ruth and um Lori got it yeah. um so he was not able to talk to you at that time they were going over like effectively it sounded like tag team battle maneuvers if things uh came to combat right which they will. <laughs> um, does he go to the dream? Oh, we don't know. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I am mm-hmm. going to sleep because sleep is important. Okay. Uh, so you you sleep. You wake up in the dream. Um, right. And un- unlike last time, whereas uh, the non-Lingians went up to that, that cliff is in the dream. Is everybody just down in the island everyone is in town right now oh my god 
Including the researchers? Inclu- what? Well, <laughs> I mean, technically they it's are. A very, it's a very cramped party tonight. Oh my goodness. Well, as I'm making my way trying to find Matt, I'm mm-hmm. like talking to the, the researchers. Calm down. This is normal. Just, you're still going to get a full night's rest. Chill. Now oh, this Stop. raises a whole nother set of questions and he starts Don't scribbling Don't worry about down. it right now. Oh boy. But you, you find Matt. All right. Oh, hey. Matt. Hi. How are, how are you doing? Um, well, I like not being dead or in a battery anymore. <laughs> That's nice. Good. Are you, uh, Battery. Brain's doing fine. You and him are all right. Good terms. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a long conversation about the fact that he wanted to use my body to usher in the end of the world, but you know. That yeah. took that took some getting past. But you're past it. As past it as I I think we can be right now. Uh that's good. That's fine. I think All there's right. a I think there's a bigger we both agree there's a bigger issue right now, and that's the the bigger issue. Which is something else is trying to end the world. Yep. Why does he want to end never mind. You know what? We'll cross that bridge when we At, get to it. Uh DM stepping in moment. Uh Roy was part of the uh, action team, and from what you've gleamed, they were attempting to uh, stop the Hellstar here and prevent it from escaping. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. They, that's right. They wanted to end the world so that the people here wouldn't, it, effectively, so they wouldn't suffer when the Hellstar got here. Was that Matt? That's right. The um, them trying that? to do that. That was the action team. Yeah. Okay, got it. Them trying to do that and jumping into bodies that vehemently didn't want yeah. to the world yeah. to end because you know they, they yeah. live there um, is what <laughs> caused their minds to sort of snap and become the monsters. Yep. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. So uh, I have a question for uh, for the clown. Um. Well, if I could talk to him for a little bit. Uh. Well, the. I think the I think the clown's gone. I think he kind of merged back into Roy. Um, oh well, then I have a question for Roy. Yeah, he's he's over with uh, with with Ruth, and he he points right, over to uh, the section and you see um, Ruth and Roy again. You know, like talking to each other. Oh yeah, that's right. This is the dream. So you actually separated. All mm-hmm. right. Thanks, Matt. Absolutely. I'm gonna head over to uh, Roy. Okay. Um, Isn't he on the island? But we're all we're, we're all on the island right now. Yeah, yeah there's no right. barrier anymore. I forgot. Please excuse me. You're good. Uh, Roy sees you coming in, Arthur. Roy, Ruth, Arthur. I have a question for you two. Yeah. Were you around when this thing hit? Or were you gone before that? Um, if we were there, we would be ashes. We Well, I mean, how close was it? Well, we, um... From what we could tell, the only... Oh, sorry, I misunderstood the question. One moment. I don't know exactly when it hit after we left but i don't think we were gone for 
too long. Gotcha. Did the effects start happening as soon as it hit, or were you noticing some things ahead of time? As it got closer, it got a lot hotter. Um, All right. But that was that just from from brief contact with with Ipsaw. Right. Evidently, it came on quick, not not instant. Like people definitely felt it, but it was fast. Hmm. All right. Your team did a lot of research on uh, alternate realities, correct? Yeah. Okay. Just out of curiosity, is there a reality where there is nothing? Non-existence? That is a much more philosophical question than I'm equipped to answer. Gotcha. I guess the re... I mean, it's something that's been touted around for a while, but I'm beginning to wonder if there actually is a place that uh, colloquially would be known as uh, Oblivion. It's possible. Right. And uh, Roof kind of looks at you. I know um, Dr. Moon was actually working on a theory that there is a universe that's oh god how did she put it um essentially where it all comes from like a a a source an origin yes where the 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 universe isn't made yet but it's sort of a ball of concepts so the the idea of the big bang but for a multiverse more or less yes all right. Which, if it still exists, this area outside of time and space, presumably, one would venture a guess that there is a place where everything ends. In theory. Why do you do ask? Do you happen to... Well... I have some things cooking. That's incredibly Just some vague, ideas... But... I don't mean to be vague, but I don't want to raise hopes or steer us in a certain path until I can be absolutely certain that it might work. Understand. Keep us on the path that we're going right now. I want to use this kind of as a fail safe more than anything. Well, the answer I basically I'm still going down swinging like I said I would. Oh, keep us in the loop. Of course. I'll let you know if I learn anything. Hmm. Speaking of which, what happened to uh, Dr. Moon? She and Sienna were some of the first to cross over. They were actually, um, for lack of a better term, test pilots. We lost contact with them when they got here. Gotcha. Although from, and she kind of looks over at uh, Dr. Amber Moon, um, mm. who, who you know. Evidently, they had a life? Or right. some semblance of it? Unless one of them actually is Amber. Though, Amber has vivid memories of her parents. Yeah, and I... They 
she isn't either of them, but I do, I feel both of them coming off of her, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, it just means that she's either A, their kid, or B, the two. She could be both. You know, what are the chances that uh, one person here is the amalgamation of two in one mind? We haven't run into that before. Did either of them possess telekinetic abilities uh, endowed to them by Diala or I always Yara Yala Dalara? Dalara. <laughs> Yala Dalara. Shouts about Yara Dalara. Thank you. I shot from across the field. <laughs> no, um, Doctor Moon's um, abilities stemmed from a more uh, conventionally, conventionally arcane source. Magic. Yes. Well, what about uh, Sienna? Summoning, basically. Um, summoning. She would. She would summon. She would reach into another, not to mention, like it's not not another snow globe, but another aspect of our world, right. and basically use a creature's arms as her own. Well, <clears throat> and that was Dr. Moon? Yes. What about Sienna? She was more um, directly touched by Yala Dalara. She was effectively beginning the process of becoming a great one. Hmm. This raises very interesting questions about our dear Dr. Amber. In case you haven't noticed, uh, Amber does not have arms. Yeah, she said they were ripped off by a monstrous gorilla. And you see Roy kind of, um, kind of like, uh, sink down a little bit. Yeah, that was, that was my bad. Yeah. Don't, don't tell her that was me. I'm pretty sure she'd still shoot me in the face. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she would. Hmm. Um, I do just want you to know, though, Amber's able to hold things and use them as weapons with arms that she summons from dimensional portals. Ruth, uh, like, nods. I noticed that. Right. Just out of curiosity, was, uh... You guys were trying to create an artificial soul to put into a robot. Right? Snappy, yeah. Snappy. Well, Snappy worked. Hello? Wait, Ah. I'm not here. I don't sleep. Just out of curiosity, what are the chances that Sienna ended up in that artificial soul? Potentially as, you know, things got a little interesting when they were in the process of becoming an elder god. Because I imagine when someone undergoes an apotheosis, their very existence, their very, you know, essence is destroyed and then remade anew. Now that's just an incredibly uneducated guess, but I can't imagine another way for that to go about. Otherwise, the soul itself would be incapable of handling the apotheosis itself. It's been... well, I honestly hadn't given it that much thought. I assumed... Amber and uh, Snappy get along really well. 
Hmm. Just a hunch, but one, Amber may be Dr. Moon or inhabiting, you know, shared with them. And two, Snappy might be an elder god. Which Shit. concerns me greatly. You've certainly given me a lot to think about, Arthur. Right. The thing that I uh, have questions about, though, is if Amber and, uh, well, no, if they merged, then Dr. Moon would not show up here separate from Amber, correct? Uh, correct, yes. Because we don't get, uh, Val's whatever. I always forget her name. Oh no, Beth is uh, Beth is Beth. on the island with you. Oh, I thought they did merge. Maybe they didn't. Yeah, they, they did, but we separate when you're when you're in the dream. Ah, so Amber's. So Doctor Moon does not separate from Amber during the dream, though. Which is what leads me to believe that they're not the same. Well, they're they're not a, a paired soul. Either that or Amber Moon is just Dr. Moon. Implanted with false memories. Somehow. Another theory. Reincarnation is a thing. Thank you, Sheevan. You're welcome. Pops a beer. Hmm. Are you getting drunk? Are we getting drunk? (laughs) You're not? That drink. And there's like three empty beer cans next to you already. That I love Shivan as a party girl. <laughs> so Ruth's Ruth's eyes kind of get a little big, and she's like, "That actually makes a fair amount of sense as to why we haven't heard from been, her. heard from her or been able to find any traces of her original soul." Right, because you know, there's a chance that. Because they were the test subjects, right? They were. They were the first ones who volunteered to come over. Uh, from what I know about uh, volunteers is you don't get it right the first time. Which leads us to the other question of then what happened to Sienna. Sienna. I'm currently operating under the theory that Snappy and Sienna are the same entity, just transformed when did you guys send snappy over though snappy came over with roy the first time roy you were one of the first ones right i yeah i kind of after sienna well it was um roof came over and then i followed ruth so but here's the sienna ruth you well snappy came over with me and when i snapped like snappy was supposed to to be kind of like a a drone for us effectively like be our our eyes and ears and all that but when i snapped i kind of just kept her so she didn't really leave my for lack of a better term mind prison right but did snappy have as much of a personality before oh yeah okay could probably rule that out then. But uh, Amber thoroughly 
believes that Dr. Moon and Sienna are her parents. From our conversations with her, yes, that's what she thinks. Right. But that would mean that she would have to be adopted, right? She kind of cocks her head. Dr. Moon and Sienna weren't a traditional couple, right? We have a... Sorry, this has been established. Was it? Yeah, so it's been established that one of them was trans and she is... Oh, that's what it was. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry. Because parentage is very important in this situation. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean... One of them, I mean, it is possible. But depending on things, I mean... Which one was, uh, was it Dr. Moon or Sienna? Um, it was, uh, C- Sienna was... Sienna. I, I don't know the, the, the proper nomenclature. Right, I know. Um, because they could have had a biological daughter. Yes. Or Sienna may have been, and this is entirely a, you know... Scientific conjecture rendered stale, sterile after, you know, treatments, potentially. Potentially. And, uh... I, I, I feel like this is the kind of thing we're going to need to... Talk to Amber directly about. Yes. But my point is, is... If they're not a biological kid, there's no possible way that they would have inherited an ability from their parents. Hmm. This is a nature versus nurture argument, because why could she not have just learned it? That's not how it works, Chief, and humans don't naturally have magical talents like Faye. Shivan is also on the, the second six-pack. But Val, oh, wow. you didn't well, have natural magical I talents. I got magic, bitch! I've yeah, stolen because... like three of Shivan's beers, and I like <laughs> shoot some flames up. Yeah, you have magic because Beth gave you magic. No. Also, I've met plenty of human mages. Okay. You yes, got you're right. But it's not it's not a natural occurrence and I Amber is Grinda. a woman of science, not magic. Now, granted the two are very linked, but I'm just throwing out theories, also, all right? I Get off totally my dick. just taught some urchin. <laughs> it's not my fault he went on to murder all of those people. Oh my oh god, god. Shivan, stop it. <laughs> what? This was ages ago. You weren't even born yet. She even stop it. <laughs> anyway. Child. I wonder what Jack got up to. Every single question. She even, are you just telling me right now that you inadvertently created Jack the Ripper? What is this is an odd beer. Crushes <laughs> a beer can. Valerie pulls out the plot notebook and writes down some ideas. All right. That would be silly. You know, we. That answers. I hope you know that's going into a permanent file. I won't name names, but uh, that'll at least solve the answer as to how he did it without being seen. Will it? Eh, close to it. Season now, two. 
We shall have back in time to subject the river. But uh, Ruth, if you're able to somehow get a hold of, or if you know any of those documents based on Dr. Moon's conjectures of the existence of a an origin dimension, and subsequently the possibility of a ending dimension, could you send them my way? I'll talk to Snappy. Um, anything like that would have had hard copies. They still would have been back at the the, the yeah. back at Gehenna base. I, um, I should have grabbed more. But I can see if Snappy has anything backed up. All right. Thanks. She nods. Well, take it easy. I After this conversation and the questions it raised, I don't know how possible that's going to be, but I'll try. You too. Yeah, I've got... Oh, actually, parting thought. What do you think happened to Mayor Ipsa after I dropped him in the well? Well, you sent him to, to Lang. Um, assuming the same thing that happened to the rest of the bodies that got shot our way, got shot our way. What's very concerning is the fact that something glowing isn't down there anymore. At least, and she kind of looks down into the well um, in here, and there is a very noticeable glow from in here, at least not out there. Well, I mean, Yala Dalara is a entity in the mind, still alive in the mind, but the body is dead. Which is good news, because I, from what I understand... Part of our plan, and she does air quotes around plan, involves the the bubble. So if something glowing dies, the bubble bursts and we're fucked. Right. But... Hmm. What? Is it possible to get back to Lang? Yes. Valerie did it. I'm going to have to talk to Valerie. Okay. Um, Sheevan, what would you like to do? Uh, well, for the first part of the dream, mm -hmm. uh, Sheevan probably is drinking. Um, mostly in an effort to keep up appearances. When people are not looking, Sheevan's just pouring beers out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they don't hit the ground because they just get transported into nothingness. Um, Clearly. Mm -hmm. But it gives them a an excuse to not be, you know, as conversational or active in investigation. And then towards the end of Arthur's conversation, it also gives them an excuse to wander away. Uh, right. Because Sheevan is going to go investigate the edges of the bubble. Okay. Again. All right. Um, what are you specifically looking for? There's a couple things that I'm specifically looking for. Okay. Uh, one of them is how the added people from the agency might have affected it. Okay. Like, did the radius change? Did the strength change? Mm -hmm. Did the feeling of the emotions contained within change? Okay. Um, give me a use, uh, mm. I'm going to say this is investigative mystery. Um, 
That is a 10. Okay, so you got two questions. What happened here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So you are... uh, You go up to the edge of the bubble, um, press your hand against it, and... um, you do notice that it has grown slightly in size. Um, mm-hmm. It feels now that you're really getting a feel for the bubble and getting a read on its, its energy. Um, it feels like it's a bit more. The feeling you're getting is that it is more awake right now. Um, there are more people in the bubble and the bubble is more aware of them okay and then what can it do so you know i'm gonna say you spend some time doing some experimentation um Mm -hmm. you know for a fact that things inside the bubble uh cannot leave the bubble you know that things inside the bubble cannot hurt each other um And one thing that you determine from this is that the bubble is not necessarily keeping things out because you are, you know, you're looking through and it's basically just a a void outside of you or outside of the the bubble. Um, The bubble is keeping the things inside of it contained and safe you are getting a very protective energy, a protective read on the bubble itself. Okay. So it's like a sort of psychic safe zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I imagine that she even does a lot of poking and prodding at the bubble as well, just doing stupid things like throwing a beer can at it. Um. <laughs> It does not retaliate against you when you throw a bubble at it, or when you throw a, a beer bottle at it. Uh, or, like, breaking off a piece of a branch from a shrub and, like, poke, 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 poke. <laughs> those, those don't really do a whole lot of, a lot of uh, anything to the, to the bubble. Trace a magic rune on it. What rune? Um, I want to say charm. Something that just invokes a sense of charm. One, because that would probably be the very first thing that Sheevan would go for being a fae. Okay. And two, Sheevan wants to see how emotions affect it. So you are attempting charm in what way? Like, because there's a couple. to make the bubble like us better. Aww. Like, attempting to invoke feelings of affection towards everybody inside the bubble. That is definitely big magic. You're attempting to alter the <laughs> mind state of a a eldritch being. I mean, not not actually trying to alter it, but just that's what the rune is for. Okay, so it's it's less of you actually doing magic and more of just a experiment. a show experiment. Okay, it's more of an experiment because like that's what this this rune would do on a normal human. All right. Yeah. So you're you're etching you're attempting to etch the rune into the bubble itself with the stick with the stick okay (laughs) once you get the pattern going um 
the bubble sort of gives way a little bit and it's no longer solid. It feels like you're kind of moving the stick through butter. And the the rune sort of shapes around the stick as you carve it into the, the side of the bubble. And once you are done, um, the bubble solidifies once more and the rune kind of... You get the impression that it sort of sinks into the, the bubble. So clearly it's affected by magic. And that's what I'm going to give you right now for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then after that, she even probably... Gives up because Faye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And starts walking back, but instead of going all the way back, plops down partway towards the well. Okay. And pulls out the etchings from the uh, runes at the bottom of the well. Okay. And is going to spend some time studying them. All right. Uh, particularly, I want to figure out where their destination might be. I suspect mm-hmm. it's Lang. Just want to verify it. But I want to verify. Okay. Do some data verification on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, while you're cross referencing. While you're doing that, Valerie. Well, I'm gonna go find Beth. Okay. I'm gonna actually sorry, I'm gonna go to sleep at the same time as everybody else. I've decided mm-hmm. to wake up early instead of staying up late. Okay. Um I go find Beth. Uh, it it's not hard. You um you locate her pretty easily. She grown person or she a kid? She is a a grown grown person. Hey 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 you hey hey Val what's up? Can I give you a hug? Is that weird? I would <clears throat> fucking love a hug. Oh my god, come here and like it's just the warmest biggest bear hug in the world <laughs> from Valerie to this like woman who shouldn't exist in her head but who is like gotten her through every shitty thing that's ever happened to her mm-hmm. and it's like the first moment where they like can really like contact each other like physically and there's some nice scoring behind this <laughs> it's a, a, v- a very nice john Eric williams is playing his trumpet and then valerie pushes beth away all right that's enough okay so okay have you seen my brother uh the stoner well, yeah, the drunk stoner, yeah. every possible thing you could do to make your life literally just sitting in a dark mansion being sad. What? what have you seen him? Yeah, he, he came in with um he came in with some of the, the Aegis agents. He looked very confused. So I was going to go talk to him, but then I thought, like, maybe you'd want to come, too, because he's kind of your brother, too, because you've you've been with me this whole time. I also, suppose. I want some backup because, like, I don't know what to say and I'm worried. So if you just want to, like, be here with me, I've never dealt with him without you. Okay. Yeah, I'll okay. I'll be there. It, it's going to be kind of hard for me to be around without being noticeable because I can't, like, hide in your mind. Yeah, no, no. No, but, I'm not asking you to hide. Yeah. I'm asking you to just stand next to me as my friend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk to him. It's going to be fun and not weird. Okay. And I go find my brother. Uh, your brother is also in the dream. And much like your yep. first uh, foray into the, the, the Bellhaven dream, he looks scared, uh, stunned. Someone has given him a beer and he has already just completely downed it. And someone has handed him another yeah. beer. Why yeah. does it taste like pineapple? 
hey, bro, Everything's it's Everything's pineapple here. That's why. It's my friend Sheevan. Uh, and they're right. Everything is pineapple here. I hope you like it. What the fuck is happening? All right. So the world might end. What? I know you never like dad's books and I, I get it. It's fine. But like they're basically everything. That whole vibe is coming true. So I brought you here because like. Okay, so I don't want you to die. But there's a star that's coming that's going to destroy the world. Really, there's a lot of details here you're probably not going to give a shit about. The world's going to end? Uh, yeah, maybe. What? How? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. This is a dream. We're in a dream where everyone's lucid and talking to each other. That's probably the easiest thing for you to grasp. No, right? so no. Like, I mean, this whole thing's a dream. I'm going to oh. wake up. I'm going to be in my bed. No. I'm going to get some uh regional burger chain food sure yeah yeah i only know culver's i can but get that doesn't you... work from where, where they're from they're from virginia so carl's jr probably i don't know yeah. what's in the south what a burger that's more like know. a texas thing i know it's the only southern chain i know i'll have to ask my friend Kate. bobger kerg um, right, so, no, um, oh, God, I hate talking about things with you. That's not an offense. We just don't do it. Um, I, oh, God, I don't want you to die because I care about you. Mm. Um, so I brought you here to this very confusing, magical small town so that if things go wrong, you can get out with m my friends. He just kind of, he sort of like stops freaking out for a second, looks at you. You're not fucking with me, are you? I God, I wish I was, bro. Holy shit! Okay. Like we've been through a lot. Like both of our lives have been like a lot, and like I don't want to deal with that because I'm trying to come to terms with it on my own. And, like, you should go to therapy, and I probably should, too. But, like, that is going to be put aside for now because what it comes down to is that if the world ends, I need you to not uh, be part of that. So, because you're my little brother. So, I'm going to introduce you to a guy named Arthur, and he's real nice, and you guys will probably get along because you don't really say much, and you're a little taciturn. So... What are you bringing me into? Uh, so if, in a couple days, um, there's gonna be a really big star in the sky, and it's gonna be really weird, but I'm gonna give you a Teddy Ruxpin. What? And, yeah, so, um, if things go really bad and you think you're gonna die, I need you to put the tape inside the Teddy Ruxpin, find Arthur, and get out. Oh, okay, um. Okay. Just, like, pop it in and be like, hey, Arthur, and then push play on the Teddy Ruxpin. We had one as a kid. You know how to use it. No, I, yeah, I remember the Teddy Ruxpin. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it was real terrifying. Um, you're... Val, I yeah, don't... Yeah. You shouldn't save me, Val. Oh, mm-hmm. I know objectively that's right, but, 
at the end of the world, turns out some things that are emotionally true don't sustain themselves. Um, sometimes it doesn't matter what your little brother's past is like. It just matters that it's your little brother who you saw when he was seven years old and skinned his knee on, on the driveway when he was trying to ride his bike and you wanted to go out and help him and protect him and teach him how to ride the bike so he wouldn't get hurt anymore. So, I'm protecting you and you need to shut the fuck up about it. He he chuckles. Okay. Um, it's a few days... Teddy Ruxpin, things, you, you're going to need to fill me in a little bit more on what you mean by when things go to shit, but we'll cross we, that bridge later when yeah. I'm, I'm not freaking out about lots of things. Honestly, um, part of me wants to just, like, get you super high and, like, put you in front of the magic users and just, like, brainstorm, because there might be something in that head. We got the same genetics. Our dad was a, a, a imaginative genius. We might have something. I don't know. Do you want to help? I don't want to make things worse. <laughs> so I don't know what I'll be able to do. But and he he uh he he had been handed yet another beer, and he kind of kind of puts it on the ground. I'm. Willing to try to not fuck it up. And I'm just gonna rush at him and hug him really, really hard, really fast. Just like a fast, hard, fierce hug. And let him go. The guy in the armor's name is Arthur. Let's go hang and talk about, like, law and order or something. Okay, so the the guy in the full suit of, like, D&D knight armor is not a hallucination then. No, everything here is real. Mm. Um, this is Dr. Beth Bell. Hi, I'm here for emotional support. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she's, a, she's a good friend of mine, and I trust her a lot. And she's got... She knows you're important to me. I hate hated saying that. Oh, shit. And I pick up his beer from the ground. Um, and I'm just gonna put it in my back pocket. So- Wait, be careful, it's open. Oh. Oh, fuck. Oh. It's fine. It's a dream. I don't know why it all tastes like pineapple. I really can't tell you. Anyway, okay. <laughs> this was, like, the most emotional conversation we've ever had, and it's making me, like, break out in hives. So let's, like, sit on the edge of the cliff with the guy in armor. No, we're in the island. Let's, like, skip rocks. You wanna just do something, like, really basic and mundane and just, like, be together and, like, God, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, skipping rocks sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Arthur! And anyway, that's why I think that, uh, you know, Dr. Moon is probably, you know, the same. Yeah, what? Okay, you want to come meet my brother and skip rocks with us? All right. Okay. I mean, cool. I guess we probably have more important things. You know what? Whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> It'll take what my I... mind off things. <laughs> the, she... And I... Uh, Sheevan, are you still by the, um, are you still by the, the, the fucking, the bubble, bubble. at this time? <laughs> Thank edge. you. Um, yeah, relatively close. Okay. I, I, I pulled away so I'm not, like, right next to the edge, but. It is about this time that you notice a, 
noticeable rumble from the bubble. Shh, I'm reading. (laughs) (laughs) And then it continues, and she even (sighs) closes the, like, Mm -hmm. three-page booklet that is the etchings. Mm -hmm. Was on page one still. All right. Uh, (laughs) No, it was on page two. And goes to go investigate what's going on with the bubble. Okay. You place your hand on the bubble and you get a reading. Uh, You know how I said that it was seeming more awake and more aware of the people in the bubble? Yeah. It appears to be focusing on someone in the bubble right now. You can't like really pinpoint on who it is. Um, But it appears to be focusing on someone and there is a noticeable flare of um, power and the the bubble expands uh, more. Um, It has been the the expansion you have seen lately has been uh, very minuscule to the point where if you weren't actively looking for it, you wouldn't have even noticed. Uh, the bubble expands about a foot. Uh, I want to... This might be big magic, but I want to basically just let some of my sensation get dragged along by this bubble's focus mm-hmm. to try and tra- get, track it down, mm-hmm. like trace it to whoever it might be focusing on. I'm going to let this just happen. Um, so you close your eyes and, uh, do your, your arcane GoPro thing that you do. And it's less of, it's less of the GoPro and more like just inserting a small amount of my own consciousness mm-hmm. into the bubble and watching it trail off as the bubble. Yeah, like a GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> just like a GoPro. Just like a GoPro. Just like a GoPro. Um, no. You, that's how they work, guys. Duh. So you you do this and you are able to get a better read on what the the bubble is focusing on. And you see Valerie and who you have picked up through context clues and just sort of general observations uh, and her brother uh, walking towards Arthur um, and being kind of connected to the bubble at this point, something seems lighter about both Valerie and the brother. I'm trying to figure out his name. Chuck. That's a good name. <laughs> it is. He sounds like a um, Chuck. Are you guys kidding? Chuck Navarro. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck Navarro. And there, done. I didn't name him. That's fine. Mom, mom Chuck Navarro. called him Charlie. Yeah, I didn't name him. Charlie Navarro, Charles Navarro, Chuck Navarro. Come on. It's that <laughs> it's there. Chuck Sam. Chuck's gonna chuck rocks. Yeah, it's fine with me. Go for it. All right. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> and as you take a look at uh, the 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 two of them headed over towards Arthur, um, that is where we're going to end for today. Thank you all so much all right. for listening to this episode of Experience in Gold, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. Uh, I don't think I've ever said that full thing when I was doing the outro. <laughs> end yeah <laughs> yeah it's not a it's yeah. not an it's outro okay. piece but you know what okay. there it is the there it is we did it um 
thank you all so much for listening. Uh, a very special thank you to Cosmo Sheldrake for the use of our theme song, Come Along, off the album The Much Much How How and I. Uh, if you have not already listened to that song, please, please do. If you have not already listened to that album, please, please do. If you have not already listened to that artist, please, please do. Um, Buy everything. Technically, <laughs> you're lying if you, haven't, if you say you haven't listened to that artist. Well, oh yeah, because it's a, yeah. of your own volition. Fair. If you have not listened to any of their songs outside of our show, please do. Um, please, if you would like, reach out to us on social media. We have a Twitter at exp and gold, a Facebook experience and gold, and an email exp and gold at gmail dot com. Um, we are in the the home stretch, and this has been a very fun campaign for me to run and i'm very excited to see uh where you guys go from here um thank you all again so much for listening and until next time we'll see you next time listen up and you won't go wrong again float along on the first song and then get to where the two ends meet come 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 along now run away from the humdrum we'll go to a place that is safe from Anger and boredom. We'll dance and sing till sundown and feast with abandon. We'll sleep when the morning comes and we'll rise by the sound of the bird song.